Vienda Chance at Big Odds. Crept away coming to the turn. Original Glaze off the bit. Likewise, Divine Purpose. Held up as Yankee Hustle and Binding. Street Gossip to the outside. And Wolverine still ain't off the bit. Starting to put in now. Vienda Chance had a long lead. Street Gossip is now starting to chip into the margin. Wolverine's got a lot of work to do. Vienda Chance in front. But Street Gossip the danger. Up Street Gossip went. Raced away. Madame Odette runs on. Wolverine from the back. But too late. Sister, it's Street Gossip's Princess Stakes. Street Gossip, brilliant. Beat Madame Odette, third Wolverine, and Super Chilled in four. Then Vianda Chance, who gave a sight. Followed by Yankee Hustle, <coughs> Binding, and Cotty. Then Miss Fabergé, Tyresa. Street Glory, Whisker to Whisker, original Glaze old song. And Divine Purpose out the back. 136.59 the gallop. Wolverine was uh, a solid favourite, but in saying that, Street Gossip was a very well-backed second to leg. Tommy Sherry was riding... And she had a good run in transit, and she was simply too good for them. Yeah, she was. What a day for Mark Newnham. Saddled up three runners, two at Dooman, both won, and run second in the Hawkesbury Gold Rush as well. Not a bad day at the office. Exactly right. And he's first up with us this morning on Past the Post. Mark, good morning. Congratulations. Yeah, morning, David. Morning, Ben. I was looking at Street Gossip's form before the race yesterday and when all these new horses arrive here you've got to sort of do a bit of work on them and look at their cv i noticed she won a maiden at warwick farm in october last year her next start was enlisted company at flemington during the spring carnival so you obviously had a good enough opinion of it to make a pretty big leap like that yeah look i always have uh she's just been her own worst enemy um early days there just wanting to overdo things and I thought the trip to Flemington might just help her mature a little bit too. She's always been a little bit of a hot filly, so um, she was only ever going to go down there and have the one run. Um, and there wasn't much around at the time to run her in, in Sydney. So, look, in the long run, I think it's done of the world of good. Mark, when I spoke to you the other day about street gossip, um, you said to me, you know, she was a, pretty much a work in progress. She's just working it all out and learning how to settle. And you weren't sort of setting your sights too high necessarily with the Winter Carnival. Can you set your sights a little high now? She obviously will probably go to the bracelet, but that'll be a fork in the road for her perhaps? Yeah, oh, definitely. I think, look, yesterday uh, she showed now that she's a lot more tractable in running. Um, it's only at long a, a previous start and yesterday that I've been game to run her without the earmuffs on because um, it just got to a point where it was probably having a too relaxed. Um, but, uh, you know, she's, she's shown now that um, she's, you know, she's putting herself in the race and she's racing tractably and, um, you know, that gives her a chance to display what talent she's got. Um, so we'll go on to the bracelet now and then she'll sort of show us whether she's going to run any further or um, or we just give her a break. Mark, I think it makes a bit of difference, and this is a, a point of conjecture as well, that, of course, the Queensland Oaks, you know, the traditional distance of 2,400, but the Oaks here, for some reason, is run at 2,200. That does make some difference, doesn't it, that, that 200 metres? Oh, it certainly does. I mean, I'm a, I'm a bit of a racing traditionalist, so, I, you know, I would... I would uh, prefer that they run those races at their at their right distance, is what I consider their right distance. But uh, in this year, looking at it personally from a from a um, from a uh, trainer's point of view, and my wife's a part owner, um, I think we're probably advantaged this year if we get that far. What about the win earlier in the day of Iowa? Real. Um Real sort of eye catcher. Uh, I know my colleague here, David Fowler, uh, tipped this horse yesterday. Um, 
but that was an impressive win. I mean, that, that's you would think that horse could continue to greater heights potentially during the winter. Yeah, look, he's he showed yesterday. He's he just needs um, good ground to do his best. Um, you know, he won very well first up in a in a moderate race at uh, at Hawkesbury, um, and then. Uh, he didn't. He didn't run to his best on a very heavy track at Warwick Farm. Um, you know, part of the reason of bringing him up yesterday was to get on a better track, and um, he, he put them away pretty well. Tom gave him a really good ride. Um, so look, he's he's got a bright enough future. He may. Uh, they'll both travel back tonight, and he may run. Um, he's a, I'll probably put a nomination in for the Wagga Cup. But um, more likely than not, he'll he'll run in a 78 at uh, Gosford on the sixth. He's one up to 23.50. One at Newcastle at 23.50. The reason I liked him yesterday was he seemed to well, he presented a different form line to those we've been seeing. And to be fair, and you've got to call it as you see it, it was a it was a benchmark 78 race, but a very winnable one for Iowa. But allowing for all of that, you can only beat what's what's there in front of you. But the manner in which he won, he, he beat them very easily. He looked authoritative going to the line. Yeah, and, and look, you could see pretty much from the winning post first time around that uh, he had he was in the right position. Um, Tom gave him an exceptional ride, um, which did make it easier. But he he never looked in doubt you know, from the first from the first lap. So um, yeah, you know, it was nice to see him in a in a nice. Um, Rhythm throughout. He was nice. He was relaxed. He was. He paraded well. His horse had got a little bit hot. His first few runs here. So, typically of those European imports, they they tend to improve into their second preparation here. You know, once they get used to the, you know, just even the um, the style of racing where we we tend to jump quickly, get a spot, um, and then slow the pace and then quicken again. Whereas, um, you know, in in the UK and Ireland, they tend to just build the race um, you know, from a long way out, and it becomes, you know, just becomes a real test of stamina. Whereas here, you've still got to have a bit of speed. A, a very fine red. She ran a nice second in the Hawkesbury Gold Rush yesterday. Can we expect to see her in Queensland during the winter? Yeah, she'll come up for the Bright Shadow on the 13th. Uh, 1,100 metres listed mares. So her first two runs back this time have both been very good and she's had to take on the boys. Uh, would have just loved to have seen something, just put it to Malkovich a little bit early yesterday, whereas she had to do a lot of the donkey work. And she was really honest, and, and that's her all the time. She runs very well. She handles all types of conditions, and uh, you know, drop back to fillies and mares, both should suit her. I know you've had several conversations with Steve Hewlett on Racing HQ, but just for our Past the Post listeners, we know you're heading to Hong Kong. What's, what's the timetable? I'm actually at the airport now, but uh, I'll only I'll be there for a week. Uh, better, yeah, I'll be back Monday week, um, and that's just to finalise a few things um, there. I've, I've got to, uh, to appoint an assistant trainer and, um, and do a few things for the club and and uh, have a few meetings with owners. Um, and then, um, most likely, I might even have our last runners on the 13th at Durban, um, one of which will be a very fine red. Those meetings with owners, Mark, sounds like a few long lunches in your immediate future, perhaps? Yeah, I'll have to keep an eye on the waistline. I, might, uh, I, think, I think my routine will be... Um, 
uh, get up in the morning, uh, use the use the gym, and um, and then prepare for a long day, a long day at the, at the lunch table and dinner table. So, um, it, look, it's it's something that um, it's part of doing business there. And look, it's been very productive for me in the past when um, you know I've travelled there and I've got quite a big Hong Kong clientele. So generally. Um, that's how they like to do business. They like to meet first and, and meet over a meal and and, um, and progress things from there. Gee, sounds like we're right in my sweet spot. Just a, a point of interest, and, and some listeners may be aware of this, but I, I was talking to you about this last week. The, the colours, those um, blue and black colours, that, you know, for instance, Shadow Hero ran in, I, I for some reason assumed they were Hong Kong colours, but they're not, are they? Can you just uh, explain those colours yeah, to us? Yeah, no, no, they're, they're, um, they're my wife's colours, and... Um, um, as as I've I've been prone to do over the years, I buy I buy birthday presents that probably suit both of us. <laughs> <laughs> I get some use out of, so I bought her a set of colours one year, and um, and uh, we've used them ever since. Um, and uh, look, some of our owners use them as well. And because um, of David Loy when we started with the shadow horses. Um, he didn't have any colours of his own and then we had a bit of luck in those, so they just remained in them. But, um, oh, no, they're, uh, they look good when they're winning. Mark, hope everything goes well uh, next week in this preparatory stage of your extending your career going to Hong Kong. But um, as far as yesterday was concerned, a great day at of the office. Thanks for being with us this morning. Yeah, great. Anytime, guys.